All right, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, episode number 82. 82. Ben Burkhalter. Welcome to the podcast, sir. What is up, Stoughton? <laughs> now, like I was saying in the car ride here, I think that a lot of people that are going to be listening to this are excited to hear what you've been up to since they last saw you at SHS. Because I, I have not seen you since pre-pandemic, and oh my God, I have been looking forward to this for a while, sir. How are you feeling? Are you nervous? Uh, be- yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm wired, you know? Yeah, yeah. Once It's, it's a little... Like, like you get adrenaline. adrenaline. Yes, a lots of adrenaline. Jinx. <laughs> yes, but like when, like if you listen to the show, then all of a sudden you're here and you hear the mm. music playing and you're on the microphone and you can see all the bottles and you're like, oh my, let's see what we have in store today. Now, let's get this shot out of the way first. Let's get this shot out of the way. All right, sir. To the podcast. I hope you have lots of fun while you're here. I hope you enjoy yourself. All right, thank you for coming on once again. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Easy. Right. Fun. I, like, I, like, <laughs> now, for those listening, Ben has been a longtime supporter of the show. Right. A longtime supporter. I remember when you first let me know you liked the podcast, and that was early on. Yeah. I, I mean, I listened to Drew's episode. He's a good guest. Mm-hmm. He is. He is. Now, what do you think of the studio? Does, does it look like what you thought it would look like? Honestly, I was, uh, I guess I was, to be honest, I was picturing it a bit more uh, unkempt, you know, because we <laughs> were talking about how, like, you spilled shit in here before, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just kind of a casual place, so I uh, pictured uh, it was less tidy, but honestly, this looks pretty professional. I try my best, Ben. <laughs> I try my best. Now... What ep- that you said to listen to the Drew episodes? Do you listen? How many episodes would you say you've listened to so far? Do you like if you had to guess? Do you listen to like what? Like, do you listen to people that you know? Do you listen to like as many as you can? Do you, what do you what do you? What Let's do you see. Do? Well, yeah, I uh, when I started listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. I uh, listened to the Drew episode because you know that was the first one. Yes. Well, I'm like, where do I start? Uh-huh. Well, duh, the first episode. Yes. Uh, then after that, I mostly listen to podcasts by people I know, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. yes, yes, like Gavin Model, uh-huh. Ethan Yan have uh-huh. been on here. I listen uh-huh. to that one, uh-huh. and I'll uh, like if a recent one comes out and I have time to kill, I'll listen to that. All right. Yes, you just you just keep doing what you're doing, and I'll. I'll keep adjusting the mic so we can make sure everyone... I mean, I typically listen to them if I got, like, a car ride. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. Yes, that's that's what many people do. That's how I started listening to the podcast, mowing grass. You know, he's got nothing else to do. So, and he gets sick of the music, might as well listen to a podcast. And that's how I got into right. podcasts myself. Now, what what were your first thoughts when you listened to that first episode with Drew? It was very entertaining. He had a lot of good stories. Yes. Well, Drew has some of the best stories that you ever you'll ever hear on the podcast. That is for sure. 
a lot of people come on and they they have a one good story. All of Drew's stories are usually pretty good. All of them, all of them, without a doubt. Now, as I said before, I think a lot of listeners are going to be really curious what you've been up to. Okay, and for those listening, I have not seen I have not seen Ben since pre-pandemic it has been a while sir been off the grid man ghost yeah. mode <laughs> ghost mode <laughs> which honestly might is a good thing to do nowadays just go off the grid you know i wish i was more off the grid but now everyone knows every secret of my entire life now yeah i've i've uh, always been more of an introvert so uh-huh. oh I don't know if you, do you remember me from high school i was an introvert too i do i yeah i mean i didn't talk to you much but mm-hmm. yeah, I recognize you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was super introverted. I never, I didn't really talk to anyone at all. I had my close friends, but that was pretty much it. Now, so let's catch up real quick. How would you say you changed the most since high school? If you had to say, uh, probably mellowed out a bit more. You know. <laughs> mellowed out in what ways not in a bad way but i mean not (laughs) i mean like uh trying to describe it uh you know i guess uh less irritable like uh i remember uh i guess to catch up for a while i worked Uh at jimmy john's and i have a lot of jimmy john's questions coming up later in the show we will get into that sir but you're working at jimmy john's well yeah my uh you know uh and my manager mm-hmm. was like to me, uh, Ben, you look kind of like pa- Pedro Pascal. <laughs> so then I say to myself, well, I'm uh, always pissed off and horny like a billy goat, like Oberyn Martell on Game of Thrones. I always thought I'd be a good, cool uncle like uh-huh. uh, the Mandalorian. Yes. So uh, maybe you're <laughs> on to something, Abe, I think. <laughs> Nothing could be more true, Ben. Nothing could be more true. Now. I will say, I was making these notes last night, and for those of you who listen to the show regularly, the the last episode, the last week's episode, I was recorded the night before this, and I made some of these notes when I was very drunk. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of spelling errors? Uh, A few, a few, but they they jump a little bit, to say the least. Now, our first big subject we're going to talk about, SHS, Stoughton High School. What were your overall like opinions of SHS? Everyone has different things they think about when I bring up SHS. If you had to say, oh, I swear the uh, I guess I kind of oh, I'm not talking to the mic. Am yes, I? no, it's it's a hard thing to get used to. Uh, I mean the, you know, the whole staff and everything. They just mm-hmm. seemed out to get me, and mm-hmm. like they. Uh, Kind of had an image of me in my mind that mm-hmm. I was always up to no good, not yeah. entirely undeserved. Like, for instance, uh, this one day at the, remember, uh, like, uh, home game at the Chelly section? You may yes. or may not have been there, though the yes. theme was USA. Uh-huh. So I have, um, uh, like, this old uh, $48, uh, uh-huh. no, 48 star, I meant flag that I, uh-huh. Got at a local antique store, yes. and I think that would be uh, a cool thing to bring. So it's already uh, on a, uh, you know, it's already on a like a staff, uh-huh. 
And uh, so I take it in, and they're like, oh, you can't take that in. And I'm like, why not? And I'm, they're like the, the pointy thing on the tip. Oh. And I'm like, oh, come on. Oh, then I remember that the pointy thing is detachable, so I remove uh-huh. it. And they're like, no, you still can't bring that in. Um, uh, you know, uh, oh. so I'm like, they uh, take my flag from me and hang on to it till the end of the really? game, and I'm just thinking, what a load of horse shit! I'm gonna find, really? <laughs> I'm gonna find wherever they have it, and I'm gonna take it back. It's yes. my fucking flag. I paid uh, like fifty dollars for it. Yeah, it was actually a hundred, so I had taken a hundred dollars down to the store to buy it, and uh-huh. the guy just said it's yours for fifty. Oh my! But I don't know why that. I don't know why they'd make up an excuse like that. Oh, yeah, I know. So then, you know, I'm looking for the thing, and they, uh, Miss Rhodey sees mm-hmm. me doing it, you know, and mm-hmm. she can surmise what I'm doing, so I get ejected from the game. Mm. Mm. Now, <laughs> from your time at SHS, do you feel you learned a lot? Huh. Yeah, I think I do. You did? Feel like you did? Learned a, learned some a lot of stuff? For sure. I mean, depends on the classes. I was always terrible at math, and I didn't do uh, shit in there. Uh, I did, mean, I was motivated to not do it again, so yes. I kept passing uh-huh. grades. Uh-huh. But, yeah. I, mm-hmm. What would you say were, like, your your favorite teachers or favorite classes that you were in? Favorite teachers? When Mr. Monarski worked there, I mm-hmm. liked him. mm he ran the history club, though. I, mm. For some reason, uh, I don't think it was entirely his choice. It might have been pay or something like that. Yeah. He decided to quit. Yeah, but he was always good at history, though. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. Schneider, I liked him. Mm. He, yes. uh, he taught uh, econ and psych. Mm. You, you, you were good at those classes, too? Yeah, I did well in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Now... You said you struggled with math. Was there a specific year of math that was like the worst for you? I had to say algebra. 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 I forget what year that was. That's, is that early high school? I think that's early. I high think school. so. I think it was like freshman year, maybe. Wait, wait yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I <laughs> thought I would be good at geometry, but uh-huh. they had to throw algebra in there. Yeah. Uh, I guess they're just sadistic. Yep. <laughs> I, yes, they are. For some reason, the math just keeps like one of the things that annoyed me so much about math. I was always I was okay at math. The thing that annoyed me so much is that it just kept carrying over to the next year. Like if I was horrible at something, like there was parts of math that I was just horrible at. It would it kept showing up year after year after year, and I just had to keep doing it. So, ugh. yeah, that, that that was why I didn't like math. So. I I, did, I was good at math though, and math was my favorite subject. I right? Didn't you say you wanted to do accounting or something like I that? I was uh, finance. 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 I was a finance guy before I left Ripon, but now I'm a business guy, business management. Oh, like, nice. Yes, I feel that suits me a little more. Aren't you more. doing MATC? Yes. 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 It's it's. I enjoy it a lot. I I, I was contemplating doing something there uh-huh. when I uh, get. Uh, <coughs> Uh, some more money saved up, yes. you know, right now I'm working because I want to get money saved up, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a FU money account, you know? Yes. Yes. That's always a good idea. <laughs> You'd rather, yeah, save up and go to college when you're ready, Ben, because so many people our age are just in debt to the tune of 
like almost hundreds of thousands of dollars at well, this yeah, point. Did, did I tell you that I've I did a year of college? You did. Yes, at UW Whitewater. You I did? went I went there initially because I wanted to do history, of course, yes. since that was my favorite subject. Yes. And uh, there was this one professor that I really liked there uh, who taught both my American history and mm-hmm. enviro history. Uh, he always had the greatest jokes. And there was this one class I remember we were talking about our state quarter. Uh-huh. And he's like... Uh, you know, he's railing about how lazy and awful the design is. They just randomly slapped on an ear of corn, a wheel of cheese, and a disembodied cow head. And I was like, there's so many thing, better things that they could have done with that. And he's just like, anything would be better than that. Mm. They might as well slap on a Packers fan uh, shouting profanity. Then we'd have the four Wisconsin stereotypes. Now, what made you decide to leave Whitewater at the... Uh, I guess, yeah, one thing, I was eager to get some money saved yes. up. And I think the, the biggest part of it that may uh, surprise you, uh-huh. I was uh, really bored there. I just yeah. overall didn't like living in the dorms. So, uh-huh. like, I get my work done, then I just vegetate and watch YouTube videos for a long time. And uh-huh. I, like, I'm going out of my freaking mind. Yes. Especially no- because, um, uh, you know, the uh, everyone there is like, uh, it's really fucking noisy and I yes. can't sleep. Like, they're uh-huh. these guys, I, they must have been drunk and uh-huh. they were, uh, I don't know if they were playing video games or watching uh-huh. sports, but they're always shouting like, dude, bro, dude, yeah. <laughs> and there are these <laughs> girls that would pace around in the halls talking, and it's like fucking midnight. <laughs> and one night I just got up and started banging on my door. <laughs> and yeah, that quieted them oh, down. Oh, but another thing, I toured uh, Whitewater. Those dorm rooms are so small. They're so small. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, and I didn't really have anybody to talk to because I didn't know anybody there. Mm. And I had a roommate, but he left after first semester, so I yeah. was all on my lonesome. Mm-hmm. Now, did you find any of the hard, any of the classwork to be any dif- difficult at all? Uh, some of it, yeah. Yeah. What was the what was the hardest for you? Hardest for me, maybe. Uh, I guess it just depended on the type of work. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe one of my LA classes. Mm. Like uh, the one that I had first semester, I did well in and I yes. liked it. Be- uh, I guess the theme was literature of the Midwest. Uh-huh. So I-, I liked that, but I didn't like what they had for us in my <laughs> second semester uh-huh. LA class. I mean, yeah, a, a big part of it is do you like what you're doing? That's- yeah, yeah, that's that's the that's the big thing. Yeah, that's why I chose MATC. Now, if you had to go back to school right now, what would you study? Uh, I told you uh, MATC. Yeah, I was uh, thinking uh, I had a couple of different ideas in mind. Okay, um, uh, okay. I was thinking maybe of going uh, to do to weld, uh, like to actually get certified mm-hmm. to weld. Or I was also, uh, and this might sound odd, but I uh, batted around um, uh, uh, like uh, going into some kind of law enforcement or uh, investigation. 
uh, like detective work Ooh. is something I considered before because uh, like like true crime and yes. uh, criminal investigation uh-huh. is, yeah, has long been a fascination of mine. Yeah, yeah. So like, what? When did you remember first becoming like interested in something like that? If you had to think back, like your first time you remember being interested in like becoming a law enforcement or detective or something like that. I mean, I think specifically detective work because uh-huh. um, uh, I guess I uh, I can't I'd have to say junior year of high school mm-hmm. I really started getting into that because I would browse the um uh, like that that section uh, of. Uh, because, you know, I'd finish my lunch, and mm-hmm. if I wasn't shooting hoops in the yeah. gym, I was in the library. Mm-hmm. So I, like, browsed the sections uh, that talk about, like, uh, serial killers and school shooters and mm-hmm. shit. And I'd always be super covert about it. Because, like yeah. I said, the manage, the like, the school there, they yeah. had, like, a certain view of me. So I didn't want them to think yeah. I was getting any ideas. Yeah, that's a good but idea. then I'd think, well, if they didn't want me reading that shit, why'd they put it in their library? But <laughs> Exactly. You know, the only thing that concerns me is if you read a lot of that, it uh, after a while it starts to mess with your head. Mm. Like I would, uh, like the, I had an epiphany that I had to take a break when I started having weird dreams. Oh, dreams about what? Uh, well, the uh, the three that I can remember. The uh-huh. first one. Uh, this is gonna get pretty fucked up, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> it happens. I was sitting in my um. Uh, uh, you know, in my room in uh-huh. one dream, uh, and I was thinking about, like, a human skull I had in my... I don't have a human skull in my closet, <laughs> by the way, and I was thinking of how to get rid of it. Then in the next dream, I, uh, you know, I, uh, in it I was coming up uh, the hill to my house, and I come up to it, and the police have it corridored off, mm. and they said they found a dead body on the premises. Mm. Then the third and final one, um, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, involved me and uh, one other person being on our land up in Richland mm-hmm. County and us mm-hmm. going out to the woods and finding, um, like, a murder victim positioned yeah. against a tree. Yeah, yeah th- those all, they're, they're all kind of, all those dreams are kind of similar, but, like, they bo- all sound like dreams that would come from if you're reading all those books constantly. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, take a break. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's not good when you get the dreams. No, no, no. Yeah, take another sip of that bush, sir. <laughs> Big swig. Big swig on the podcast. Oh, yeah. There you go, Ben. Hell yeah. For the farmers. For the farmers. Next. John Deere, make a better plow, John Deere. <laughs> uh, uh, some tape it, uh, with that song in uh-huh. it. I, my mom got it for me when I was four. Yep, I still remember parts of it. Yes. So, and yeah, some things from my childhood, like songs that played over and over again, I still remember to this day. No matter, right. I can never forget them ever. Hmm. But next up, so at when SHS went, like the pandemic started happening, we went to lockdown. How did you do with SHS like online? Uh, I think I did fairly well because yeah. I did not want to go back there. So I was, uh, even though it was hard, I was motivated to keep working hard in my classes. Yeah. Now, did you find the online to be easier or harder than like the in-person back when it was going? Uh, I found it, uh, I'd say about the same. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, about the same. Yeah, I, 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 I thought the same thing. I, I didn't like the online work when I was here for SHS, but it didn't take as much time. Like it didn't. We were. It was less time. You know, I had a lot more free time here at home. Now, so. What did you do with like your free time during like the lo- when the lockdown happened and we were at home, you know, all the time and everyone was like freaked out. What did you do with all that free time? What'd you do? I'm trying to remember and not draw a blank. I think I uh I mostly I read, I surfed the web. Uh, yeah, mm. reading and YouTube or hobbies yeah. are mine and yeah. those are generally solitary activities, so I think I actually did fairly well uh-huh. with that. Yeah. Well, I think like when it started really getting bad, though, uh, uh-huh. about that time, me and uh, like my dad and my sister were doing this big grand trip of the West. Mm. Huh? Where were you? Vi- where? What? What was? What did the trip entail? Like, where'd you go? Oh, we were going out to see my mom in Bellingham. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, uh, in Bellingham, Washington. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we went through South Dakota, the like uh, Wyoming and Montana. We stopped at Redwoods, mm. and, and we kind of went on a southerly route on the way home. So we mm-hmm. stopped by Moab and Arches National Park. Was it fun? You enjoy it? Yeah. Yes, it was a lot of fun. How how long was the trip? Yeah. How- uh, I'd say a couple weeks. So that's a nice trip. Yeah, a nice one. Now, like when, what kind of YouTube videos would you say are like your big thing? Like everyone, like everyone has like their certain kind of YouTube videos they really like. Was I it- go back and forth. Um, uh, um, uh, you see, I, uh, uh, yeah, history ones are uh-huh. uh, very big. Like, uh, for instance, um, uh, um, uh. Yeah, there's this uh, one guy I like uh-huh. who gets, uh, you know, he does these intricately detailed videos about the battle of Stalingrad and the whole campaign. Mm. And he, uh, but yeah, I think it's li- uh, like all of them put together. It's literally like twenty hours. So don't mm. commit to. I can't commit to watching all that. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> but now I'm getting back into the more of the true crime type stuff. Mm, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, uh, as research for I I was telling you about stuff I like to write uh-huh. as research for something I'm writing. Uh-huh. I I've lately uh, though I had to shelve it with work. I'm yeah. uh, trying to write screenplays lately. Mm. Mm. Now, do you have like a certain kind of screenplay you're trying to write? I know like probably true crime, like that's what you're into. But oh, uh, it's a long story. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, you don't you don't have to you don't have to go into details. Though I was writing one that's kind of a, uh, it's complicated because uh-huh. it was initially going to be one, but uh, then I realized to the like the true uh, crime aspect of it and the other aspect, which was supposed to be more lighthearted, was separated mm. into, uh, you know, that they were two different. So I decided to separate. They would be set in the same universe, but they kind of be two sef- separate things. You mm. know, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Essentially, uh, kind of same area and some of the same characters, but from a different point of view character. Mm. And that was actually the uh, thing um, uh, that. Uh, you know, I was telling you about a character that I wanted to do based on. 
uh, Drew Paysold. Yes, Drew Paysold. Yes, that character. Oh. Yes, I I had to. This is the more true crime one. I yeah. kind of had to explain it uh, to you. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess it was gonna involve uh, the, uh, you know, some uh, crimes uh, committed by uh, like organized crime uh-huh. uh, up kind of in the Fox Cities area yes. was where it was gonna be set in the. Mm-hmm. Main villain of that was going to be a character I made up called Aaron Balistieri, okay. who's uh, affiliated with the um, uh, Milwaukee, uh, the Milwaukee Mafia, which mm. that, that's a real thing, though it's mostly gone now, so I don't yeah. have to worry about them getting pissed. <laughs> Good idea. Oh, so, yeah, there was like a branch of the Mafia in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's. Uh, uh, and how would that character tie into Drew? Oh, the character he, Drew is based off. Of? I, this was going to be the one part that uh, was uh, provided uh, some levity. So this guy, uh, you know, the mafia hitman. Uh, uh-huh. Did I say his name was Aaron? Aaron yes. Bellistieri. Yes. Yes. Um. Uh. You know, is pursuing this other character because he's a witness to some crime he committed, mm-hmm. and he needs to get a vehicle to do it. And he finds uh, one that the Drew character is in, um, mm-hmm. uh, that is sleeping in, and he's, yes. uh, and the Drew character is passed out drunk in the back, so he decides to just <laughs> leave, him, Drew. <laughs> leave him there and keep driving, uh-huh. and he abandons the truck, though anyway, the, the uh, police go to the truck, and uh-huh. they uh, bring uh, Drew in. Uh-huh. You know, because after the mob guy abandons the truck, yeah. and because uh, they know that the mob guy was in it, and they uh-huh. don't know what to make of the whole situation, yeah. So they take Drew and they put him in the interrogation room and mm. leave him for a little while, and uh, so you know how like they have everything is filmed yes. and recorded yes. in there. So they they leave him uh, in there for. A little while, and of course he's waking up from a stupor, mm-hmm. so he doesn't exactly know where he is or why he's there. And the thing with the interrogation rooms is uh, it's part of something called the read interrogation technique. They're mm-hmm. deliberately designed to be like bland and boring and isolating to make you feel like you want to escape mm. uh, and induce peel- kind of feelings of panic yes. that's part of the interrogation process. Yes. But the thing is, like the Drew character, um, uh, you know, he uh, <laughs> he seems pretty unaffected by uh-huh. this. And, uh-huh. he, uh, you know, while it's all on video and uh, recorded, he just kind of sits there and starts uh, talking to himself. And mm-hmm. that's kind of, and he's supposed to say, like, f- uh, you know, funny things, because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, of course, he, he uh, doesn't understand the gravity of the situation he's in, that he's uh-huh. uh, essentially there to yep. be cleared as a suspect. Uh-huh. In any, Typical Drew. <laughs> any crime uh, that may have been committed. Uh, and since he's going to sit there and talk, yep. um, uh, you know, and the police want him to talk rather than going in uh-huh. to actually interview him, they're just going to let him sit there and talk uh so that's as far as i got and i was thinking mm. that i may actually uh if he could think of like 
things to say. Yes. Uh, like, I would actually let him, uh, like, write his own lines mm. for that. Mm. I know Drew is coming on the show again at some point this summer, so he'll have more lines and stuff that you can take from. I'll get him to talk a lot more. I'll I'll bring I'll bring it up to him. Don't worry. Uh huh. So, what other questions did you have oh, for me? Many more, many more, Ben. Now, next up. So, do you talk to many people like in our grade still at all? Do you snap any of them? Talk to any of them? Uh, let me go through. Uh, besides you, to see who I last yeah. talked to. I yeah. talked to Evan Schreier yes. and Nicola Rivera a little mm. bit. Mm. Yeah. Hell yeah. I guess the, this is a name you should cut out, though. Max Lanaway. Is I, anyone... I love Max. I love Max. Oh, yeah. I still talk to him a bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, he works at the uh, the McDonald's in town. I talk to him every single time I go oh, there. Oh, really? Really? Yes. He. Yeah. Last time I saw him, he was working there. And, yeah, I I remember when Max first moved here. He, I liked, I like Max. He's an, he's an interesting guy. I always like talking to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... I think he's a good guy at yeah. heart, though. Um, uh, like, he does make some bad decisions. Yeah. Like, he was telling me this one uh, uh, way back in high school about this time that he, uh, like, bought an actual Glock handgun uh-huh. off of a friend's dad, and he uh, was carrying it around town in his waistband, and he got uh, detained and a weapons mm. charge from the cops because he... Uh, and his friends were out by the railroad tracks with the Glock shooting amateur rap video. And I was like, you're walking around brandishing a gun in public. I yeah. love you, man. But that's really fucking stupid. People get shot doing that. Yeah. But Max, I think he'll turn around for the better eventually. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I think he's on he's he's on a good track right now. I think he's turning well, yeah, it around. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I've uh, worried about him before because yeah. he has gotten into some... Uh, yeah, I remember in high school, he got, he got in a little bit of trouble, but, you know, I think he's I think he's, he'll turn it around. I think he's on a good path now. He's I mean, on a good path. I mean, yeah, he's always been a loyal friend to me. Yes, I mean, since me middle too. school, we were both kind of the bad kids, you know? Mm-hmm. I remember when you guys used to <laughs> just rip on Mr. Palmer. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> oh. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That 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 always made me laugh. It made everyone laugh when you you and Max would be just ripping on him. Oh. Those were the those were the good old days. Those were the good old days. Yeah. I wish I could go back and see one of those classes again to see how how crazy we all were. <laughs> so, my next question. So, Let's see. Uh, da, da, da. What were some of your favorite memories from high school? Do you have any like favorite, distinct stories that you remember from high school? Uh, I uh, like. Uh, I guess my best friend from high school, I'd say, is Luke Spildy. Yes, it's kind of a toss up between him and uh, Gavin Model. Uh-huh. I, I remember this um, uh, one time. Uh, you know, uh, that mm-hmm. he took me out fishing on Lake Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and he came by my cabin, and I had, uh, for the boat, I had brought out, uh, like, a few, I smuggled on board a few little things of vodka. There was, like, uh-huh. two little one-shot things, yes. then, like, a, I think a larger, like, two-shot thing. Uh-huh. So when I got on there immediately, I, um, uh, <laughs> you know, I... Uh, <laughs> 
had to down the two shot uh-huh. things, and I decided, well, I can't fish if I'm drunk. So uh, <laughs> speaking of drunk, I'm gonna have not this next beer. Yes, good idea, Ben. <laughs> I can't crack fish, it open, but it uh, yeah. Though we didn't, we went all over the lake and didn't catch anything. Uh-huh. So then I'm just like, you might as well, well be drunk. <laughs> yeah. So I had the last thing, and I was, that, you know, a bit drunk. And and while he was driving the boat, I was like, kind of laying on the front a bit with my <laughs> arms out, uh-huh. kind of just doing a horizontal version of that thing from Titanic. Yes. You know, <laughs> I'm the king of the world. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story ben now when you think back to high school what was the most trouble you ever got in uh i uh it's your great story most trouble you ever got in with the school or just in general in general let's go in general whatever you want to share ben anything you want to share uh, well, this is kind of embarrassing, but it's for the podcast. It's for the podcast, yes. So anyway, uh, like, remember prom? Mm-hmm. And probably a lot of you remembered um, uh, I uh, didn't uh, attend the junior prom. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that was, well, uh, I had been stocking up on a bunch of, uh, you know, a bunch of liquor, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I miscalculated. I think I drank like a fifth of Jack Daniels in oh. four shots. Oh, so you know, and it was starting to take effect when my dad was driving me over there, and he and I get out of the car, and the thing is, because uh, I hadn't really been very drunk before, you think yeah. you're fine, but to my dad, I was like visibly staggering around. Oh. And I, apparently, I was staggered over to some homeless people. Um. Uh, <laughs> You know, and was pestering them or something like that. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you're, you're not going to prom, son. I, uh... Oh, my. <laughs> so, yeah, he takes me home, and uh, that's what postponed me getting my driver's license so long. Mm. Was it because your parents? Yeah, they wouldn't yeah, they they would let like me you. get a license after that. Uh, but you have it now, right? Yeah, I have yes, it now. Yes, yes, yes. I remember... Yeah, I, I got my uh, lessons when I was 16. I, I, yeah, I think I, that night I made a complete ass of myself around them, so oh. I consider myself fortunate I only Listen. remember the, it in fragments. Listen, it's all about making memories, man. You made a good memory. Like, although you did get yeah. in trouble, it's a good memory. Where In the future, you'll be like, I remember that a time I got super drunk before prom and talked to those homeless Reminds people. Reminds me of this one... Uh, Quote from this uh, YouTuber uh-huh. uh, yes. that I watched, uh-huh. or I used to watch, because uh, uh-huh. now he's just recycling the same shit, but mm-hmm. he's uh, was talking about alcohol mm-hmm. um, uh, and how, uh, like, um, uh, I guess uh, some of the history behind it and, the, like, uh, some of its chemical properties, and he concluded the video with, Alcohol can leave you with some great memories, or none at all. <laughs> so drink safe, kids. Yes, drink safe, drink safe. It's the one thing we preach on this show. We always drink safe. We never drink recklessly on this podcast. Mm. That's it. That's an absolute. Now, when you think back to high school, what is like one story that you can think of where every time you think about it, it makes you laugh every single time? 
do you have a specific one? I know it's 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 a very broad question. You got to think really deep. <laughs> but if you have one that comes to your mind, I got to I got to uh, hear it. Uh, memories from the cross country <laughs> country team. Uh, you know Freeman Detweiler. This yes. one time, uh, I had it was overall a great memory. Uh, Albion. Uh-huh. I always refer to it as the mud run because uh-huh. the course it's in the country and the uh-huh. course was saturated by <laughs> by rain uh, last night. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh-huh. night before, uh-huh. and like Freeman was walking around. Um, uh, with his like little JBL speaker thing mm-hmm. that's connected to his phone with Bluetooth, mm-hmm. and he was blaring out this rap song called. Uh, oh wait, no, actually, it was on the bus. He was doing it. He was blaring out "Deep Throat" by Cupcake. Have you heard that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have heard that. I know that song. <laughs> that that was that's a. Great song. Oh, and he was dating this other girl this uh-huh. one time, so I'm just kind of like to him. Is that taken verbatim from things <laughs> she said to you? <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a perfect segue because my next questions were actually about sports you played in high school. Is it just cross country? Uh, I did track a little cross, bit too. Cross country and track. Now, what like events did you do in track? Were you a big... I was distance. Distance, distance. Now, do you have any, like, like personal records that you are, like, very proud of, PRs? Any, like, I moments from all those sports think, where you're, like... I think my yeah. best mile time was 636. That's, that's a lot faster than I've ever run, that's for sure. Well, yeah, I guess, I mean, the thing with distance running, it's all about uh, mental toughness and breathing. I mean, you know, Jonah O'Connor, he's a football player, yes, and he's uh, yes. really, um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. he's a really athletic guy. Mm-hmm. He's a sprinter, and he asked me about distance running. How do you do that? I mean, you mm-hmm. kind of had to be a masochist to do it. It's all about yeah. just essentially, uh, Focus on your breathing, uh-huh. eyes on the prize, and embrace the suckiness of it. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I never understood about people that <laughs> like to run. Like, I could never imagine being like, you know what sounds fun like now, right now, running. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always just, ugh. I, I was never into running. I was, I was, I was a golfer. You probably heard that on the show before, but yeah. Yeah. Speaking of golf, I had some. Uh, uh, you know what Arnold Palmers are, right? Yes. I had some Arizona Arnold Palmers in my fridge. I should have brought one over. We've got vodka here. I could have turned it into a John Dolly. Yes, you could have. I believe that the, uh, they call it a John Dolly because that golfer had some drinking problems. So it's yes, I, mean, I, I saw him play <laughs> a little bit ago. It is fascinating. It is fascinating. And he he just pounds the ball. He's sitting out there smoking darts. And just an amazing golfer. Amazing. How's the bush, Jason? Uh, uh, to be honest, it's they're lucky they make cool cans because this just tastes like water. Of course, I'm uh, spoiled. I'm used to Spotted Cow and other crap beers. Oh, so. I, have, I have Spotted Cow. Oh, I, I'm good, thank you. You're good? All right. He's taking that, that bush light down well. As I'm, I'm drinking the usual, the Captain and Coke. You know, that's the that's the typical go-to for myself. Now, next up, 
So how were like the the coaches and the like your teammates when you did cross country and track? Was it all good? You had a good experience overall, would you say? Uh yeah. Yes. For sure. For sure. Next up. So Oh, we already talked about college. Dun, 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 dun. This brings us to the next thing. Where are you working now? Uh John Deere's Horicon Factory. Mm. Mm. Are you enjoying it? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Yes. Now I will say you you have what are your hours like there? Uh well I know it sounds crazy, but uh I have to drive an hour up there, so uh uh like I had to get up at three and mm-hmm. we uh start at five. Yeah. And uh I guess if we're doing eight hour shifts it's five to one thirty mm. PM. Mm. Over time, uh like well, I guess uh, uh, various times I've worked at two thirty. Yeah, yeah. Are you enjoying those those kinds of hours though? You start early, finish early oh, afternoon. Yeah. Yes, that's your go to. You you not really you wouldn't want like a night shift or you start at like seven and go to like five. Right. Yeah, I don't no. think I could do that. I mean, when I wake up, I'm groggy, but once I'm there, I'm like. Uh, you know, I uh, you know once I'm there, I go hard. Uh, uh-huh. Like you know, I uh, man the robotic welder, so mm. I'm really uh, working. Uh, uh, you know, on my machine, uh, we uh, to get our frames welded. Uh, you know, sooner rather than later. To uh, I uh-huh. guess kind of get the suckier parts out of the mm. way first, and uh-huh. um, uh, now, and uh, did you find the training to be? Easy, enjoyable. Yeah, I did. Uh, there were a couple other. It was just uh, me and two other guys uh, that you know. Once we got sent up to the weld lab, and uh, I guess I just heard that the uh, one guy was a regular employee. He uh-huh. got sent to a different department. Uh-huh. Then there was a youth apprentice uh, who's still in high school, and he's still up there. And last I heard, he's out with COVID. Mm. Oh yeah, though I. Uh, don't know if I should, uh, I mean, there's only one trainer, so if I tell some, I, I don't know if anyone who works there for listen, uh, to this, but I don't know if I should tell some of my stories about him, because I don't want to get the guy in trouble. Mm. It's a good idea. Do you have any stories from, about him that are more, like, just funny, but, like, not too serious? Let's see. Let's see. Well, uh, there was this, uh, you know, one time, uh, this doesn't really implicate him for any sort of wrong Oh, of doing. course. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were on the, um, uh, uh, you know, we were going over PowerPoints in the classroom, and he was talking about cleaning and maintenance for our machines, uh-huh. and he... Uh, uh, you know, and he was talking about how you got to chip off all the weld spatter that will collect on, like, the machine kind of mm. down below it. Yeah. And uh, there was this, uh, you know, growth, uh, these growths, and they had a picture of one in the PowerPoint as an example that kind of looked like uh, stalag, uh, <laughs> uh, like stalagmites, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. And he, um, uh, yeah, he... Told a story about one, uh, you know, that was like 18 inches long, and he referred to it as a horse cock. <laughs> and he, uh, 
you know, said, uh, you know, that he had, he had it clear coded and put it on his desk for a while. And I was confused, uh, you know, cause I thought the one in the picture was the one he had on his desk until uh-huh. he had to get rid of it. Cause it was falling apart. <laughs> so, uh, he said, I was like, that's a horse cock. It doesn't look like it's 18 inches. And, uh, he said to me, uh, no, that's not the horse cock, but yeah, that's, uh, the one I had was a Clydesdale. That's more of a Shetland pony. <laughs> uh. <laughs> now, Ben, have you always been interested in welding, or is that something that came up kind of recently? I mean, I um, uh, I took a class into it junior uh, junior year, yeah. And I mean, I got a a D. It was a lot different. Um, uh, than the kind of training I got. I mean, it was the same yeah. sort of welding MIG, but, I mean, you had 50 minutes uh, to get your metal cut, uh, to find your metal, get it cut, and I guess, like, Seehafer, uh, I think was his name, yes. would just turn yes. you loose in the booth and was like, have fun, which he, I mean, he had a lot more students than, uh, you know, the three, uh, including myself, mm-hmm. that were... In the John Deere welding class. Yeah. Now, if you had to say, what's like your favorite part of the job so far? It could be tasks you're doing or something outside of the job. Any The people that work there, anything. What was What's your favorite part of it? My favorite part of it? Um, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I guess generally just the people that work yeah. there. Like... Uh, there was this one guy, Jeff, uh-huh. who was kind of showing me the ropes. He retired yesterday. Yesterday was his last day, and we mm-hmm. had a party with him. Yep. And him and the guy who is now managing my department, because the other guy got transferred and some mm-hmm. of the other uh, employees, I was telling them stories about my accident-prone uncle who <laughs> works over at John Deere's Dubuque plant. Uh-huh. Like, there's this one story from yeah. when he was a toddler and his older brother, my uncle Jamie, was up in the treehouse uh-huh. pretending to build a fireplace. And, uh, you know, he says, uh, and Jamie says to my unc- my uh, other uncle, uh-huh. Joel, throw a brick up. And Joel, I think he's like four so he does, he grabs a brick and he chucks it up, but he's standing watching it go up and it comes down and hits him in the head. And about a year after that, my um, uh, my Aunt Jan uh, hit Joel with a coffee can in the head. Uh, Why? I, I don't know. They were mean to each other. My grandparents on my mother's side, their, I guess their kind of philosophy was like, let the kids go full Hunger Games on each <laughs> other. So uh, we only had to feed and discipline the winners. Mm. Uh, and about a year after that, I think he ran in, Joel ran into a teeter-totter, and sometime after that, he fell into a hay chute, <laughs> and I'm just like, man's lucky he's alive. <laughs> For sure. I couldn't imagine getting hit by a brick, hit over the head with that, falling into the hay. and oh, oh. What would you say is like your least favorite part of the job, though? Uh, uh, to be honest, uh, uh, probably uh, I... Uh, welding legs, which I'd have to describe them to you. Yeah. Um, uh, 
They're just like these little uh, kind of rectangular prism shaped uh-huh. things, and j- there's just you put them in the fixture, and there's two uh, welds in the bottom. That sounds easy, but I mean, a it's boring because mm-hmm. it's just zip zip, uh, you know, on one side <coughs> mm-hmm. or the other, uh, and uh, also you gotta go really fast, but not too fast, or else you'll burn through your metal. Mm. But yeah, if you go too fast, it it uh, doesn't put enough of a weld there. Yeah, and there are these little things that uh, you know on the sides that stick out in the bottom that you kind of had to be careful not to burn off. Mm. No, my next questions are about Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. When did you start so, working? So fast, you're free. <laughs> when did you start working there? Oh God, I'd have to say it was. Uh, it was March of 2021. 2021. How long were you there? Uh, six months, I had to say. Six months. Now, was oh, wait, the- I think I started, I ended in the summer of, so no, not quite six months, more like mm. four. Mm. Now, was that the Jimmy John's in town here? Yeah. Yes. Now, <laughs> what was like your typical day in that job like? I guess I'd get there, I'd uh, do something like prep, the uh, trays to be sent out, yeah. and I would uh, talk to. Uh, I guess yeah, uh, talk to people there. Uh-huh. I would uh, pull uh, like frozen bread and put them on the tray to uh-huh. thaw, then stick them in the little place mm. where they sit to thaw. Mm. What was the worst thing you had to do there? Uh, cleaning the toilets. The probably. toilets. Did any of them had like a huge mess in them? Uh, no, I guess that wasn't that bad. I <laughs> I mean, I, I've always been a little bit of a germaphobe, so yeah, I guess that was extra me too. detestable. Yeah, me too. What? I mean, uh, you know Cheyenne Scar? Yes. Uh, you know, I've, uh, she was always uh, nice to me, so, mm-hmm. I, you know, she'd ask me to do it, and, uh, like, I couldn't resist, you know, uh, mm-hmm. saying, no, you do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now... Having been at Jimmy John's, what is your go-to order at Jimmy John's? I have to hear. Uh, for the longest time, it was a number 12, uh, the beach club on wheat. Uh, now, since um, uh, you know, I've been working and, uh-huh. you know, and I'm hungrier, I get the number uh, 9, the Italian special, I think it's called. Sounds good. I, I have to say, I haven't been to Jimmy John's in so long. So long. Uh, I I go to Subway. I know Brianna Bennett likes it. I mean, I remember I, I bagged uh, several subs or made several subs for her. Not yes. she wasn't in the store, but she'd always order online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, next up. So, I remember. Okay, we we lightly touched on this subject a little earlier. Now, I remember. When you talk in high school, you talked about having like a cabin or like a farmhouse somewhere. Where is that? And like, oh, I we have a cabin and a farmhouse. Yes. I think I tell people about both of them, uh-huh. so I'm guessing they probably put uh, both of them together. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did in their minds. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so the cabin is um, uh, it's up on Lake Wisconsin, mm. North Shore. I told you, like Luke. Spildy yes, came by there. Yes, it, uh, yes. it was kind of my dad's. Uh, like my dad, he has uh, investments uh, that he inherited from my grandfather, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, 
and he, uh, you know, so he's set financially, so he just kind of, I guess he uh, has a lot of time on his hands, yes. and he tries to fill it with hobbies, so uh-huh. I guess building a cabin on that land we inherited from my grandfather was kind of like a dream he had, Yeah, and it's a log cabin, mm. like kind of almost like the old-fashioned kind. Yeah. It was, I mean, he. I think the log parts, he had them cut and felled from this company out in South Dakota, but a lot of it he built and installed himself. I helped put in the Ford floor. Mm-hmm. Mm. My, then the, I guess the farm uh, place yeah. is up in Richland County. Okay. Now, I remember, you, don't you have goats somewhere? You yeah, we goats? do. We, we yes. still have a few of them. I don't know for how much longer because I'm not available now that I work to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, uh, you know, intermittently, I had to work on weekends, so it's not even a guarantee that I'll be able to help then. Mm-hmm. What goes into taking care of goats? I don't know much about goats at all. Like, what, go, what what's, like, the main thing you're doing with them? Uh, right now, uh, I mean, we I just uh, feed them. Uh, they get hay. We, uh, I have to scrub out their water buckets, uh, uh, change their water, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, get them minerals. And, uh, of course, they need shots and dewormer yeah. every th- three months. The, uh-huh. the does are pretty easily, but when we had bucks, that was a chore because they would yeah. fight. Some of them would bend the needle. Oh, when yikes. I mean, you think that they're tougher from the girls, but, I mean, they were just the biggest babies about getting injections. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Now, do you say? Do you think when you're older you'll live in the country? Is that what you yeah, want to do? Yeah, I, th- I think that's what I want to do. Mm. Good idea. Good idea. Now, my next few questions are about drinking. You know, we I like asking people about their drinking on this show. So, are you a big like drinker? Like, how often would you say you have some drinks if you had to say? I mean, after that, uh, I don't drink as heavily as I yeah. did after I had that one bad experience yeah. with the prom night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, every now and then, if I'm at my ha- cabin, I'll have a couple of beers. Though, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess where I uh, was really, uh, you know, into it was back when. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, back in high school, actually, yeah. like Max Lanaway, I obtained uh, like vodka up from him, and I kept it in this canteen uh, uh-huh. in my room. And I was, uh, you know, I, I guess I was kind of excited, like I get to have vodka whenever I want now. Uh-huh. But then I'm like, I have to set limits, and it's only on weekend nights. Yeah. But then I'd find myself having a sip. Uh, or two of it on school night, so I ended up like dumping it out because that, uh, like, I thought that would. Uh, it's not a good sign if yeah. I'm setting limits and not sticking to them. Yeah, that is that is a good idea. So you said that. Well, if you had to, if if you could have any drink at any point, like, would, it, would you immediately go to a beer? Would you go to a vodka? What would what would be like your go to hmm. at any time? I'd say vodka mixed with something else, yes. like iced tea, or mm. uh, I mean that. I guess, I yeah. guess vodka's easy because it mixes with anything. Yeah, yeah. Where I like, to, I mix uh, vodkas with Mountain Dew. That's always really good, really good. Or yeah, pretty much vodka with anything. Yeah, 
It's it, it tastes, you can't even notice it, and it's strong. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've had Jack Daniels, like I said yes. before, but that, I mean, you're just drinking it for the liquor content because mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm uh, getting, uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't taste good, of course, so mm-hmm. you just get it down as quickly as you yeah. can. Is What would you say is like your least favorite drink, like the one that you've tried or maybe you got too, had too much at one time and you're like, no more? What would you say is your least favorite? Well, you had to say Jack Daniels because uh, yeah. that was the main culprit culprit of the prom incident. Yeah, yeah, I have some up there. Oh, I don't like it. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Stay away from. I stay away from it. No more. I try. I try to Jack and Coke, and it's like, ugh, no more. No more of that. But next up, so do you remember your first time ever drinking? You might have already talked about it, but I'm not sure. Do you? Your first time ever having any sort of drink. I mean, I, I guess I don't really count to like the, you know, when I was a little, no. uh, when my parents would yeah. give me. Yeah. It would have to be the vodka. I, oh, wait, no, not the vodka. Actually, before that, uh-huh. um, uh, I, uh, in, uh, you know, my farmhouse, uh, that I just finished telling you about that I mm-hmm. inherited from my uh, grandpa. I noticed that, um, uh, you know, my grandpa had left behind Fleischmann. Fleischmann. I love oil. Fleischmann's. Oh yeah, that uh, uh, was pretty good. Uh, you know, and uh, uh-huh. and my parents aren't really hard liquor drinkers, yeah. so I go down there and sneak some of that. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> another dumb thing I did involving yes. alcohol. Oh, I, I need to hear it, Ben. I, I need I, to hear it. <laughs> I uh, had read. Uh, well, not, fortunately, nothing bad resulted from it, but uh-huh. I had read somewhere that in shooting competitions, uh, like uh, alcohol is considered a performance-enhancing drug because um, uh, it slows your heart rate down uh-huh. and steadies your nerve. I didn't know if that was true, but I decided I had to try it, uh-huh. so I had some of the Fleischmann and uh, shot my Ruger twenty two. Uh-huh. I, I think I was budged, so I... I wasn't a very good shot with it. It didn't improve your performance? No. No. Uh, Mythbusters <laughs> episode whatever, Myth Debunked. Yeah, Myth Debunked. <laughs> Getting drunk does not improve your aim. <laughs> My next questions. So, Ben, one thing I, I remember from you about high school, you're big into history. Yeah. Uh, I, we, anyone who knew you knew you're big in history, and I was in your AP history class. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I was in that class with you, and I have some questions about that. Do you remember when you first got like into history? When like, you can't, you became oh, uh, into it. I'd say way back when I was a toddler. Mm. Uh, like I think for some reason I had this fascination with Mount Rushmore. Then I had to find mm. more about the men that got on it, mm. that were like carved on the mountain. Then I think later it didn't like. There wasn't one singular moment uh, for a while in elementary school. I knew this friend of mine who was in uh, Cal, and he was it was his name, and he was big into playing army and mm. whatnot. Uh, yep. And I guess he'd reenact World War Two type things. So I would uh, get into that. Um, uh, mm. Interesting. Now, for like most of your knowledge about history. Where would you say you've learned most of the stuff? Was it from reading books, watching videos? I'd say a combination of uh, books and the internet. Mm-hmm. What do you, which would you say was more helpful? 
I'd actually, I'd say I probably, like, I got more enjoyment out of YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Like, there are some pretty, uh, like, uh, good quality ones, mm. uh, you know, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're like... Your parents big into history as well, or was this something you kind of really. developed the, on your own? The, me and my mom, uh, we're uh, we both are into the Civil War, yes. um, uh, because we have several uh, ancestors that fought that fought in it. Mm. As a matter of fact, uh, they, I don't think anyone would have heard of this, but have you heard of the Iron Brigade? I don't think so. Uh, it was this brigade that served in the uh, Army of the Potomac, so okay. Eastern Theater, east of the Appalachians. It yes. was probably the most badass unit in the Army of the Potomac, mm -hmm. and it was made up of Midwesterners. Uh, the, uh, the regiments were the 2nd Wisconsin, 7th Wisconsin, and 6th Wisconsin, then the 19th Indiana, and a Michigan uh -huh. regiment got added to it later. Mm. Oh yeah, they were. Uh, they fought uh, very hard, and they took a lot of casualties over mm -hmm. there. Yeah, and you, you and your family like like this. Yeah, yeah, you're big fans of them. Well, yeah, I, uh, I guess it's more personal to me because uh -huh. I have ancestors who oh, were in that unit. Oh, okay. Like, uh, okay. just this summer, as a matter of fact, me and my mom went out to uh, Virginia, and uh -huh. we went to the site where uh, my great-great-great-great-grandfather in the second Wisconsin got uh, killed in action. Mm. Mm. Now, did you did you enjoy that trip? Like, it was really, like, interesting to, like, learn where your ancestors yeah. went? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh-huh. I bet, I bet. Now, okay. My next thing we're going to talk about, more history stuff, more history stuff, actually. Now, what part of history, I mean, kind of touched, it's probably the Civil War. What part of history were you most interested in throughout all your, like, in all uh, of your Probably in the most, the one I focused the most on was uh -huh. uh, World War Two. though I've kind of gotten yes. more into the Civil War recently. Mm. I mean, I've always been into the Civil War, but my focus has shifted back to that. Uh-huh. Now, my next question. If you could go back and see any part in history, anything that's ever happened, if you could go back and see one event, what would you want to see? Hmm. It's a hard question. There's so much that happened. He's... Yeah, think deep. I'm I'm trying to think of something that like would be a big uh, game changer that like that we don't know yes. much about. That, uh huh. Yes. Uh, like witnessing it would add a lot to our knowledge. Uh huh. Take your time. It. What do you th What do you think? What do you think? The one thing you could you would want to see. Everyone has a different answer. I bet you. I I'm interested. I'm interested to hear yours because. I feel like you know more about history than anyone else I've ever had on the show. So I think yours would be a little more, a little more interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Pondering. Pondering. I mean, if I thought about it a long time, I'd, I'd probably have a different answer. Uh -huh. Though for now, I'm going to say the, um, uh, Perhaps the Gettysburg Address, because, like, I've always been, or maybe uh, just to see George Washington. Uh, some yes. of these people, of course, they were never, uh, like, 
Of course, there's no record of them. I guess since he was uh, known to be a decent speaker, probably Lincoln, but of course there's no recording of him speaking, so we can only know what he sounded like Mm. from uh, people who described him uh, talking. And from what I've read, he actually kind of had a reedy voice. Uh Uh-huh. And he he was from Kentucky, so he kind of okay. spoke with almost like a hickish accent. Mm, mm. My next question: If you could go back in history and have a one-on-one conversation with anyone, who would you choose? Anyone throughout all of history, you could talk to them, just as I'm talking to you right now, and just get to know them. What would you, who would you choose? Hmm. It's a big question. If if only had more time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a big one. Who would you say? Hmm. Take as much time as you need, Ben. Uh I know this would be kind of bizarre, but uh-huh. uh, perhaps Hitler, because you know he's the most like uh, considered yeah. the most evil person to have uh-huh. ever lived, and of course he was never taken alive. So unlike mm. so many of the other leading Nazis that were captured, like uh, they got to interview him before they executed him. So I mean, like obviously a lot of people would want to know uh, what made him tick. You know, and what made him do mm. did do all the horrible sh- things that he did. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I guess you know what uh, led him from a fairly—I uh, don't know how to describe it. Um, uh, you know, he is a fairly ordinary person that essentially became a criminal uh-huh. due to the, I guess, uh, luck and the circumstances that he found it in, mm. found himself in. I mean, but I guess only from, uh, like, uh, things that he's written uh, and uh, statements from his inner circle, we can kind of really, are all that we have to understand him. Mm. And not not a lot of people, I think, would have thought of that. those are kind of uh, dubious. Like, I think, uh, like, the German armaments minister, um, uh, Albert Speer was his name. Uh, Like, he... uh, I think he, he, of course, was close with Hitler, and uh, he kind of uh, wrote, like, uh, you know, some of the stuff, uh, you know, that he he claims to have heard uh, Hitler say, but mm. he only, we can only take his word for it. Yeah. And, uh, of course, he, uh, you know, was trying to, because he survived and he was acquitted at the Nuremberg trials, so he tried to distance himself from mm-hmm. the, like the evil shit the Nazis did mm. as much of it as possible. Mm-hmm. And he omitted things that he was involved in, so we can't fully trust Speer. Mm-hmm. Now, my next question. What are some of the historical places that you really hope to visit sometime in your life? Well, probably, uh, I mean, I've hit most of the major Civil War battlefields, uh-huh. so probably stuff in Europe, like ancient Roman sites. 
I've always wanted to go to Egypt and see yes. the pyramids and the tombs and stuff. Mm. Mm. Now, this next one is one I thought of probably about five minutes before I printed out the notes. And it's an interesting one because I want to hear your answer. If you had to pick one war throughout history and you had to fight in it, which would you choose? Hmm. All the wars throughout history. Which one would you be the one you want to like? You're, you're, you have to join the, the U.S. Army or whatever army you want, and you have to fight. Well, which, which war would you choose? Hmm. Oh, uh, I was just thinking perhaps uh, a little-known thing. Uh, uh, briefly in Russia, after the, uh, uh-huh. the Bolsheviks, are also uh, known as the Communists, took yeah. power in 1917, the Allies, uh-huh. um, uh you know, had this intervention because they didn't want uh, uh, Germany was still in the war in World War One, and they didn't want the Germans um, uh, to take, uh, you know, over Russia since the Bolsheviks signed a peace treaty um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, uh, Germany and Austria-Hungary. And also we, uh, um, uh, also we, um, uh, uh, of course, they were communists, the Bolsheviks, mm-hmm. so we didn't like them. So we, uh, like all the Allied powers, did an intervention into the Russian Civil War. And there was actually, uh, I think it was the 339th Regiment that was sent to Archangels mm. to guard the port and assist the anti-communist white forces to fight the... Uh, communists, so it's a little known thing that there was actually one point where we were kind of at war with Russia that, uh, I guess... that That's the one you choose? Probably, yeah. yeah. yeah that'd, I mean, that'd, be be inter- co- that'd be an interesting one. That yeah. is an interesting one. Now, my next question. If you had to have been born and lived or raised in another decade, which decade would you choose? Let's say like... 1900s or 2000s like if you had to choose one or this might be kind of bland but yeah. perhaps the 90s a lot yeah. of crazy things happened uh-huh. the like the cold war ended and uh i'm trying to think and the, like there was all this uh like unrest around the country yeah. like yeah. uh mhm yeah yeah like, I think, uh, you know, there was the Waco siege that happened in Texas, then uh-huh. the um, uh, Oklahoma City bombing, and uh-huh. uh, at, at the same time, like, I think materially, we were pretty well off. Yeah. <coughs> and I guess everybody was kind of wondering, well, like, the Cold War is over, and it's kind of uncertain, so mm-hmm. what? what's going to happen next? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. No. My next questions are about novels. You're big into reading novels, you writing novels, screenplays, yep. all that. You're big into that. Now, what, in your opinion, makes a good novel? What makes a good book? What makes a good screenplay? What makes what makes them good? Uh, I'd have to say, uh, you know, there's this uh, one. Uh, Uh, I guess saying that they always say show, don't tell, uh-huh. and like, uh, I guess they reveal uh, certain parts of the prot, plot without uh, telling it to you. Like, mm. if, have you seen any of the Coen Brothers movies? Yes. Like, um, uh, 
you know, uh, have you uh, have you seen No Country for Old Men? Yes, probably, I love that movie. I do too. Yes, like, it's a great I think movie. I think Anton Chigurh, you know, yes. that assassin is yes. probably one of my favorite movie uh-huh. villains. Yes, and he's did, one of the darkest villains I think I've ever seen. Well, he's yeah, so I, good. I have heard that uh, you know some psychologists have like reviewed a bunch of different portrayals uh-huh. of like psychopaths and uh-huh. movies, and they deemed him to be the most realistic. Uh huh. Psychopath. Yeah, that's a great movie. Oh yeah, and it gets into like really, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, like philosophical stuff, uh-huh. uh, like you know about uh, like free will versus mm-hmm. fate, and Anton is firmly he believes in fate, and he almost like for the shit that he does, he uh-huh. um, uh, he kind of like uh, weighs responsibility by leaving it up to a coin toss uh-huh. whether he kills yes. someone, and uh, the thing that I said about show don't tell, like. Uh, for example, I think he uh, goes to that one main character's wife's house toward the uh-huh. end, and uh, yes, you know, and uh, you know, I think he uh, asks her to call his coin toss, yes, and, and she, she's like, "It, it, it doesn't the matter. coin don't have no say. It's uh-huh. just you." Uh huh. And later, I think he leaves uh, his house, um, uh, her house, you know, um, uh-huh. uh, yes. you know, and uh, you know, and he's. Uh, takes her car so uh-huh. i mean he, yeah he killed her though they uh, i mean they don't tell us that it uh, you know but uh, the, uh i think when they wrote it they assumed we were smart enough to figure mm-hmm. that out mm-hmm. same thing where he encounters a like a chicken farmer uh you know along the side of the road then they show him with the the chicken farmer's truck I cleaning mean, they, it out yeah i mean like they don't Tell us that they uh, that he killed the chicken farmer, but uh-huh. I mean they assume that we're intelligent enough for, like to figure it out, knowing that he's a violent psychopath, and now mm-hmm. he has this guy's truck after yes. he stopped him. That's what yes. I mean by don't. Yes, uh, like they kind of let us, uh, you know, figure out the story uh-huh. rather than telling it to us. Uh huh. Now, what would you say are some of like your your favorite novels of all, all time? Like you, what are some books like you remember reading and you're like, that is a great book. That's like the top of the top tier. Uh, I guess one I read recently, I don't know if I'd call it top tier, but it's called, I got it in South Dakota and it was written by a native of that state. It's called, um, uh, uh, Gringo, My Life on the Edge. It's an international fugitive and it's this whole odyssey that, um, uh, that this guy uh, goes on in Latin America because mm. he's uh, fleeing drug charges mm. in the United States, and mm-hmm. he gets uh, uh, like he uh, stays with the Medellin uh, cartel. Uh, you know, uh, short not that long after they shoot Pablo Escobar, mm. and it's very lawless there, and there are like insurgent groups in the. In the countries, um, uh, in the countryside in mm-hmm. Colombia. And, like, there's this one thing I remember, because parts of it are pretty funny, where he describes being somewhere in Central America, and, like, he's on this ramshackle bus that's going through this very bad road, and, like, there's a woman on him who, uh, like, disguised a pig Uh as a baby, um, uh, you know, yeah. to get on there for free, and the uh-huh. pig pisses on him, and then another woman demands at the bus stop, and she gets out and has a baby right mm. alongside the road. Then, uh, 
gets right back on the bus. It's pretty bonkers novel. So mm. yeah, I think that might be something you and your uh, audience may like yes. to read. Yes, highly recommend it, everyone. If you're listening right now, check it out. Check it out. Now, next up, towards the end of the show, as you've listened before, we have the random question part. I think of random questions, throw them in at the end. They have nothing to do with each other, but we include them. And we're now an hour and 15 minutes into recording, by the way. Mm-hmm. It, it fly, the time flies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You just you don't, you don't feel like you've been in here over an hour, but you've been talking for over an hour. You did great, Ben, so far. You've you done great. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. My first question. What is, like, your go-to thing to do in your free time? I know it's probably, is it YouTube? Like, yeah. like if you get home from work and you're like, that, that's what I well that's what I've been doing uh, lately. I've been like binging YouTube. Like there's this one uh, sh- uh, channel I like called Explore with us. And lately, what uh-huh. they've been doing was like from uh, murder cases. If there's uh-huh. like a particularly interesting police interrogation uh-huh. uh, footage, they'll have like a they have like a psychologist and a lawyer that's on their team, and uh, that'll analyze it. Mm. And I find that pretty interesting. Uh-huh. What are like some of your favorite TV shows or movies of all time that you've watched? I guess uh, Sherlock is pretty good, but they have British mm. accents and okay. they talk at like a mile a minute. Okay. So you've got to really pay attention to know what they're saying. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the... Uh, I liked Game of Thrones. Ooh. There was this comedy on Netflix I would watch because when I stayed at my uh, farmhouse one summer, we had uh, streaming and I had a lot of free time on my hands. Mm. Yeah. So I'd watch that. Then um, uh, there's this also this other Netflix show that's not half bad called Frontier about fur trappers up in Canada. I I, th- I think I know some people that have watched that, and they've all said it's pretty good. Yeah, as Jason Momoa. Yes, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Next up, who would you say is like your celebrity crush? Uh, I had to say a, a celebrity. Celebrity crush. If you don't have one, that's okay. Yeah, I don't think I have a celebrity. Like I don't follow like celebrity stuff that much. Mm. I. I I um uh, I guess the closest thing I'd have to say is Summer Rae, but I don't count that because every straight <laughs> man alive thinks she's hot. So that, that's a that's a we'll accept that answer. Summer Rae, Summer Rae, a good answer by the way, a good answer. Next up, your biggest fear. What is your biggest fear, Ben? I I have to say the biggest thing I'm afraid of. I always uh. I guess uh, heights, but more specifically, I uh, always get the heebie-jeebies whenever I picture myself standing on uh, some like very tall, uh, you know, man-made structure uh-huh. like a s- skyscraper or scaffolding. But the weird thing is, I don't mind the idea of skydiving, uh-huh. or, and I don't like. I've been to the Grand Canyon and. Yeah. Looked down the ledge and doesn't face me, but like uh-huh. falling from a tall building always gives me the heebie-jeebies mm. more than any other mm. high place. What would you say is something you've done in your life that you're most proud of? Most proud of you're something something you most you're most proud of. It could be something little. It could be something big you've done. Anything. 
What are you most proud of? Oh, probably uh, like sophomore and junior year, uh, and then on, uh, like really, I uh, kind of got into shape. You know, uh-huh. I started doing cross country yes. and lifting the weights. I used to be kind of pudgy. Then, uh, like I was in Civil Air Patrol, and uh, that mm-hmm. uh, got me to, you know, that gave me the discipline and motivation to lose the weight. Then mm-hmm. I started uh, running and hitting the weights and getting mm. in shape. I'm uh, like for my size, I'm uh, fairly strong. So mm. yes, that, yeah, that, uh, you know, was definitely a big turnaround for me. Mm. Are you going to get any tattoos at any point, Ben? Are you? Uh, I have tattoo? considered it, uh-huh. but I, d- I don't know what I'm going to get. I had yeah. to be like definitely sure I want uh-huh. it if I'm going to uh-huh. ink it onto my body yes. for eternity. And do you want to have like a, a big meaning, like a, like a really meaningful thing? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Do you have, if you had to get something right now, what would you get? Uh. I suppose, uh, you know, I kind of got into the John Deere thing uh-huh. because I have a lot of family members on uh, my dad's side, uh, you know, uh, that worked for that company. So I was thinking of maybe getting like the little deer from the logo on mm. me because my grandfather passed away a few yes. years ago. That's a good one. It's very, it's good when tattoos have meaning because then, yeah. then you don't regret them. Just just get tribal tattoo because that's yeah. what everyone else get, is get doing. A, get a tramp stamp, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, your favorite fast food restaurant <laughs> and your order there. Uh, Culver's. I usually get a bacon bugger, uh, butter burger, uh-huh. and if I feel like spoiling myself, cheese curds. Mm, mm. What's your go-to like soda or drink when you're at like a fast food spot? Do you have one? Uh, I had to say Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. It's a good answer. It's also my go-to. Definitely. Definitely. Now, your favorite home-cooked meal. Like you come home from work. You're, you're, probably, wel- you're welded all day. You come home in a nice... Probably meatloaf. Meatloaf. <laughs> Who makes the best meatloaf? Is that like your, your parents? Uh, my dad makes your a good dad, meatloaf. Your dad makes a good meatloaf. Now, what, what would you say is like your favorite meal you can make for yourself? That you make on your own. It could uh, anything. I uh, we have chickens, so I like to fry up eggs. Ooh, ooh. How do you like your eggs? Sunny side up. Sunny side up. Interesting. Interesting. Now, if you had to pick a last meal, what would you choose? I guess I'll go with uh, what Timothy McVeigh did in a pint of ice cream. A pint of ice cream. What kind? What kind of ice cream are you getting? Cookie dough. That's Cookie my favorite dough. kind. Yes, that is. A, that, that's a great choice. That's a great choice. Now, next up, if someone gave you a million dollars right now and you had to spend it, what would you buy? What What all would you buy? What would you get? I'd probably get a motorcycle and a house out in the country somewhere. Maybe invest the rest then. Uh huh. Are you a big fan of motorcycles? Uh, I mean, I don't have one. I've yeah. always wanted one, though. Yes. But I mean, I don't have the funds for a motorcycle, yeah. especially with today's market. Yeah. But I've been yeah. keeping my eye out. Uh huh. What kind of motorcycle would be like your dream motorcycle? If you had to say, I suppose Harley Davidson mm. Road King. Mm. A good choice. A good choice. I there's a recently like Dawson Dunn. I don't know if you listen to any episode, mm-hmm. any 
episodes he he was on, but he he got a motorcycle recently. He's got the all of his friends have motorcycles and they just cruise around town. It always sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you think at some point we'll see you riding around Stoughton in a motorcycle? Eventually. Eventually, yeah. that's the dream. That's the dream. That's the dream. Now, for you in your life. What would you define like success as? Like at what? Like if there's at some point in your life, what would you say if like you reached this point, you've made it, you've made that you're successful? What would you say that would be? I'd uh, suppose I'd want to have my own like place out in the country, and I'd want to have enough money to just uh-huh. kind of be able to uh, sit back and enjoy life. And I've always wanted to travel the world. Mm. That's something I wanted to do. Mm. Good answer. Good answer. No. Uh, I have to use the bathroom. I can't hold it anymore. Yes, go ahead, sir. Yes, take your headphones off. Take as long as you need. Straight out the door to the right. Yes, we'll be waiting for your your return. Now, everyone listening, I hope you're enjoying this episode. It's be, this is being recorded. Let's see. It is July 8th. July 8th at... Right now it's six o'clock at night. I, I Ben was cool with recording earlier in the day, which is amazing. I love recording early because then I can actually do more shit with the night. What the fuck? I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I think I just saw Marcos leave. Okay, who knows? But. We only got like two questions left. And then we gotta get Ben home. This has been definitely an interesting episode. One I'll remember for a while. That's for sure. Right now Ben is uh two bush lights in a shot deep. Which considering like he doesn't drink as much as like I do, that's for sure. He's probably a little buzz right now. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> And just like that, I hear him coming back out. Come on in, Ben. Take a seat. We only got like two questions left. Two questions left. And we're about an hour and a half in, just like I promised. Time time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're having fun. My next question. If you had to redo high school right now, what are some things you do differently? I guess I'd probably try to make more friends like yes. earlier. It took uh-huh. me a while to kind of come out of my shell. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like, would you go to more events? What would you do? Yeah, go to more events. Probably try to get invited to parties more. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but yeah, I guess some people, I don't want to go into detail, but I mm-hmm. probably would have treated them better. mm I think we all have those people yeah. from high school we would have treated yeah. better. Yeah. That leads us, Ben, into the last question. The same last question for every guest. I'm sure you know it. Where do you see yourself in 10 years if everything goes according to plan? Everything goes according to plan. Where are you 10 years from now? Like I said, I'll have a place of my own, uh-huh. motorcycle, truck uh-huh. maybe. Uh, I guess uh-huh. I'll have enough free time on my hands to travel. I mean, I know I say I I want to do it, but I'm going to say I will do that because if you say, uh, I guess, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you hold yourself to it. That's the difference between will yes. and want. Yes. 
I kind of did that with this podcast where like I always talk to people and everyone wants to like start a podcast, but I finally just sat myself down and was like, you know what? Mm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right now. So I ordered the stuff and now we're here. Now, now you're just hanging out with me, Ben, and you're on the podcast code 1030. Yep. Yep. Do you think you'll be in Wisconsin still or do you plan to like move out west? I think east? I've. I'm kind of split on that. I do uh-huh. like the West, but I, I'm also attached to the state, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you do you hope to have a family one day, like a wife and kids? I hope to, yeah. You hope to? How many kids do you want? I think two is a good number. Two is a good number. Two is a good number. And with that, Ben, I hope you had fun. We're about an hour and a half in. Did you have fun on the show? That's all. Yes, I, I did. Know. It's been a pleasure. Yes, I, I, I really hope you had fun because that's all the show was about. And I hope those listening, yeah, you enjoyed catching up with Ben. And ladies and gentlemen, this is episode number eighty-two. Eighty-two of Code Ten Thirty. Ooh, twenty-two more. Twenty. I'm bad at math. Is that right? <laughs> Until a hundred. Yeah. Eighteen. Eighteen. Eighteen more. Uh, Eighteen more. Yes. But eventually we're going to hit triple digits. Ooh, it's going to be sweet. Yeah, I can't wait to see the big 100. It'll, it's probably going to be big, right? It will be big. I have some big plans. I have some big... I can share the plans with you after as soon as we're done recording. But <laughs> we have some big plans. And all right, everyone. This has been I bet 82. there'll be a lot of cleaning to do around here. Oh, that's a guarantee. There's going to be a lot of cleaning. I'm going to need some assistance. <laughs> we need a rug vac. <laughs> a, a rug doctor, whatever they call those what, things what, that I don't know. clean rugs that you get, can rent. <laughs> ben, I hope you had fun. Everyone listening, episode 82. This is Code 1030. We are out. <laughs>